Hi, my loves. Welcome to this episode of Mothering Together. Today's episode is for you if you find yourself in your head a lot, if you find yourself being judgmental of how you're doing as a mom, if you find yourself constantly um, putting pressure on yourself where you might not need to, um, if you find yourself feeling extra stressed about the way your home looks, then today is for you. So stick around. We're going to talk about the five guiding principles that really lead how I think about my home and my parenting and, you know, the five key cornerstones that we talked about last week. Today, we're talking about these kind of mindsets that I carry as a mom that bring me more peace in my day and help me to decrease my stress. Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. Today we're talking about the five guiding principles of being a stay-at-home mom. These are the things where if I'm having a moment, I come back to them and they guide me in what my next step is, what the next right thing to do is. And I hope that they resonate with you. Maybe there are things that you already think about too. um, And I, I would love to share them with you. So here, let's just dive right on into the content today. Principle number one, is a great one to start with. It's do your best. And doing your best does not mean doing everybody's best. It means doing your best. So I have talked to many moms who have chronic pain. And so sometimes doing your best is laying in bed and asking for help. Sometimes doing your best is getting everything done. Sometimes doing your best is kicking everybody out of the house and having like a jam session and getting all the projects done in one day. That is a dream situation. That is never my best. Um, So do your best. That is the principle and kind of accept 
whatever your best is on any given day, any given hour. Honestly, sometimes my best in the morning is very different from my best in the afternoon. So that is a guiding principle, just a reminder to do your best, whatever that is. The next principle is about perfectionism. Ah, are there any perfectionists out there? Raise your hand. I can't see you, but I know you're out there. Perfectionism. Oh, lordy, lordy. This is something that is pervasive. It reaches into every aspect of your life. And it is not fun because it holds you to an unfair standard of behavior and of action. And so what I like to do is I like to remind myself that if I'm feeling stuck, it's probably because I'm wanting things to be more perfect than they need to be. So I have two things I say to myself regarding perfectionism. One I got from my engineer husband and the second one, I don't know where I got it, but I used to say it a lot at work. So the first one is done over perfect. Get it done over perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it done. And the second thing is give what it, this is my husband, Bill. He says, give it the amount of effort it requires or it deserves. And holy cow, that is a great reminder because I can't tell you how many times I have put so much energy into something that doesn't matter. I don't know. Here's a good example. One of the things I tried to make money as a stay at home mom was I tried writing for money and I tried, um, just being like a, someone you could pay on, I think it was Fiverr or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll totally do it. And I signed up and my first and only project was to <laughs> write up these summaries about jails of all things. And I am such a perfectionist and I hold myself to a really freaking high standard. So I was like, I'm going to do the best summary of the jail. And I had to like Google things and find different answers to questions. So I was looking up all the answers and I couldn't find one. And so I ended up calling the jail, which I was being paid. Like I tell you, like a nickel a word, like nothing. And I called up a jail. I thought it was not going to answer. And the guy answers the, the phone and he, it was Bibb County. He's like, Bibb County jail. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Hi. And I asked the question I needed the answer to, but then I was talking to my husband and he was like, Kayla, come on, like give it the amount of effort it, re it requires and don't go above and beyond. And that is like so counter to my personality. However, getting like when you are in that stuck mindset, ask yourself, is the reason I'm stuck perfectionism? And if it is, then remind yourself done over perfect and give it the energy that it requires and only the energy that it requires. Don't, don't put so much effort into a silly little project if it doesn't require, you know, all of your energy. The third principle is know yourself. So, <laughs> okay, I am going to admit to you, I read a crap ton of self-help books and I also read a lot about ADHD because I, you know, I have ADHD. I'm very curious about uh, executive functioning and the various ways that I can hack my brain in order to live a more fulfilling, more happy, 
more organized, more productive life. And so I read a lot about ADHD. I read a lot about how to help yourself do things. And I also do a lot of critical thinking. And this is a strength of mine. It might not be a strength of yours. I am a metacognitive person. I am constantly thinking about the big picture. And that is an executive function. And it's my strength. But it might not be your strength. So if this isn't your strength, it's still important that you think about and learn about your strengths and your weaknesses and to learn how to improve or you don't have to constantly be improving but to learn how to um what am i trying to say to learn how to be aware of your strengths and your weaknesses so you can reach your goals and you know if you're not aware of what you're good at and what you're not great at then you're not going to be able to anticipate things that might happen. So here are some examples. For me, yeah, I'm great at metacognition, but I am also a rigid thinker. And so I can expect, I can walk into a scenario and say, okay, well, I might have some rigid thinking around this. And then I can anticipate needing to challenge myself to say, hey, am I being rigid about that? Should I be more flexible? Am I great at it? No, it's not my strength, but at least I'm aware of it. You can expect, at least if you have a similar pattern to me, you can expect to want to make changes on a pretty regular system. I have a cousin. She's amazing. And she knows that she doesn't like to do the same workout for more than six weeks. So I was like, oh, let's do this workout routine together. She's like, yep, but I'm only committing for six weeks and then I'm out. And I was like, holy crud. Like, how do you know that about yourself? And then I realized I do the same thing, except I work out and then I quit for like six months and then I work out again. Um, and then the last thing is to do that, to notice and anticipate the patterns of behavior that you have. So that is principle number three, know yourself, just do some self-reflection and like write in your journal, maybe something you could write about or look back in if you keep a journal is what what patterns am I noticing what do I tend to do what is so me and anticipate that for the future be like okay so I know that I tend to switch jobs every two years okay so in two years I'm going to switch jobs and I wonder what that will be you know the fourth principle of this uh, ADHD stay-at-home motherhood is regarding problem solving and just like knowing yourself, you can anticipate certain things will pop up and there will always be a problem or something that needs a little tweaking and adjustment. And so one of those things could be a problem with homemaking. It could be a problem in parenting. And I believe fully in problem solving and using a structured problem solving approach. So if you are having a parenting moment, then definitely go check out, um, it's called Collaborative Problem Solving, and it is Ross Green, and I think I said the right thing. I always get the guy from Friends and the guy who wrote the children problem solving book confused, <laughs> but anyway, if it's wrong, I will write it in the show notes, but so go check out Mr. Green and he is 
a fantastic. He has like plan B is kind of the way that you problem solve. So you have plan A, which is to tell a kid how to solve the problem. Plan B would be to work collaborative, collaboratively with your child in order to solve the problem together. And I am all about collaborative problem solving. So that is the key for me in all of what I do is to work together with my family, the people in my home to solve whatever problem is cropping up for us at that moment. The fifth principle is non-judgment. And it's an attitude that I have found very useful as I practice mindfulness. So one of the things that is often recommended for folks with ADHD is mindfulness to kind of bring your awareness to the present. It's also recommended for anxiety because our brains are often thinking far ahead or into the past and ruminating. And so finding yourself in your present moment is really important. So the principle is non-judgment. And so you bring attention, you bring yourself into the present moment and you don't judge. You just accept where it is and how it feels and you don't try and change anything. You just notice it and you accept. So that might look like in the moment your children are screaming. You're like, yes, my children are using their loud voices. You don't judge it you notice that mm, those loud voices are causing internal pain in my upper right shoulder where I'm tensing that muscle. Interesting. You notice, ooh, I'm also feeling pain in the back of my head. My ponytail has been too tight for a while. And you start to notice these things about the present moment that you might not have. You might do a body scan and coming at things you don't even have to be doing like a meditation in order to use this principle of non-judgment just accepting what is is so important in kind of just living it's important that you just accept what is and you can want to make change but being in the moment without kind of ruminating about how things can always be different is such a relief it is a very Western culture thing to be constantly striving and constantly wanting change. And I don't want this podcast to ever be something that's like making you itch for a change when you could just be sitting. I hate the word just, but where you could be sitting in this moment without judgment and that by itself could bring you relief. Just being in the moment allows you to be grounded and present. So I'm leaving you with that. I want you to sit at the end. There's going to be outro music and whatever, but I want you to sit at the end of this podcast. I want you to pause and take a minute of a break and sit and notice what are five things you see. Can you find something of every color of the rainbow? If you don't remember Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, work your way through noticing if you can find something of every color that's my favorite grounding strategy that I use for myself for my kids just to bring me back to this present moment okay I hope that that brings you a little bit of relief and a lot of love I'm sending so much warmth to you through the airwaves and I just want you to have the very best day here's the outro music and then go do your homework which is just to notice the colors of the rainbow have a great day 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.